You're listening to the Chapel Students Podcast. Yo, what's up? Let's get right to it. You already know where you are. Thanks for stopping by the Chapel Students Podcast. I am so glad you're here. My name is KJ. I'm your host for today. And I've got to say, you guys, I am fired up. Absolutely stoked coming fresh off the heels of the first ever motion retreat. Are you kidding me? What a weekend. What a powerful time together at Watermarks Camp. I'm telling you, there is a fresh wind. There is a tangible thing. You can reach out and grab it. The Holy Spirit is moving through our student community. I could go on for a literal week and a half. I could go on for days about the wins and things that I saw God do all weekend long, but I won't do that because you don't have time for that. But I mean it. Find me, ask me what I saw, shoot me a text, shoot me a DM on Instagram. Be like, what did you see? What, what did you see God do? I'll tell you straight up. The Lord showed up big time. So many of you are listening right now. You were there. You saw it. You can share stories just like I can. And man, if motion retreat was a bow and arrow, this just pulled the string back. This pulled the bow all the way back to launch us into an unbelievable summer and motion conference, which, by the way, as of right now, is just 135 days away, but who's counting? Like I said, I'm so stoked, beyond thankful to be a part of the team here and witness what God is doing. It is a privilege and an honor to be a part of that and see how God is moving in this generation. I've been looking forward to today's episode for a long, long time. This is episode 13, and we've been planning it for a few weeks now. Today, we've got a super special guest in the studio. You know her. You love her. Everyone, make some noise for the one and only Hallie Samuel. Hallie, thanks for being here today. What's up? I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy that you guys are having me. Yo, come on. Thank you for, I mean, you could have said no, but you said yes. So I'm so grateful. I'm very excited to be here. What, uh, how was school today? It was good. It was good. Got out early. Senior release. Oh, dude, there's nothing like senior release. It's amazing. It changed my whole life. You could get more hours for work. You could take a nap. You could get your homework done, hang out with friends, go eat lunch somewhere, or just do so many more things. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm so happy that we graduate soon. How, do you know how many days? Are you counting down? <sighs> I think it's like 40-something, super close. That's just school days? Yeah, just school days. Man, come on. Are you ready to graduate? Has it like sunk in? Like, I'm. this is my last Thursday, March 16th. Like, are yeah. you like... It's crazy because like it's like a bittersweet thing. I'm like super excited to be like out in the world, done with high school. But then it's like you know, mid is all I've known for four years. Yeah, that's right. And then it's just like I'm an adult. <laughs> and you've known many of these people since kindergarten. Oh yeah. Ish. Like you've been around so many of these classmates for so many different phases of life that yeah. now it's like I'm about to leave you, and you guys are doing your own thing, and right. I'm doing my own thing. That's weird. It is super weird. I remember I took a picture. Uh, like in the room when we go, I don't know if it's the same way, but like they hold you in like a holding room before you walk out, like with your class on graduation. And I took a picture of everyone, like after we were back into that room. So we had all walked and now we're back in that room and people are grabbing their things. I just took a picture of the room and I was like, some of you, this will be the last time I ever see you. That it's is really so weird. weird. 
Yeah, because you see like familiar faces, even if you may not know them personally. Like you walk around, you see all these people, you're like, I know who that is. I know who that is. Yes. And now I'm like, well, see ya. And especially if you stay in town, because I like sometimes I'll go back and visit Mechanicsville where my parents are and I'll like randomly have to go to the grocery store for them and I'll just see like someone from high school working at the grocery store or like in a random aisle. And I'm like, oh boy, what do I do? <laughs> do I, that was 15 years you're ago. Like, do I say something or not? You're a real person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you didn't leave town. Got it. Yeah, that is super true. Uh, you, I just saw your mom post the other day. You, so you work at Blaze. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you've never been to Blaze, go by Blaze and see Hallie. And your brother works <laughs> yep, there. Yep, Jordan. Uh, but you guys were there for Pi Day. Yeah. It was... Tell me about that. Whew. So we were selling all pizza for $3.14 because it was like that was the date, three fourteen. Yep. And there were so many people. The line was down, if you know where Blaze is, to Party City, like the whole night. It was wild. Wow. To save like, like seven dollars. Oh yeah. The whole night. How if I was at Party City and I was in that line and mm-hmm. got in, how long like do you know how long it took? Like did you ever say someone was like, I was just I've been in this line for three hours? Like did anyone say a lady how long? a lady said she waited three and a half hours. <sighs> for how much off a of pizza? Like seven bucks. Not worth it. <laughs> no. Could she have ordered it online? No, or no? you do it have to be in, in person, yeah. Shoot. Did Mod do anything like that? Nope. Oh, so then that's, that's also Blaze you is got, better. and you also got anyone who would have gone there was just at Blaze. That's right, dude. Blaze is better. It is. It's not even biased. We got more stuff. Blaze is better. I've had Mod. It is not right. Nope. They don't have as many topping selections, and the cru- it's just Blaze is just the best. Did they do any kind? Of, like, did you get a break, or was it like no? Everyone's all on the whole time. When did that start? Was it all day or after like four p.m.? No, something? it was all day. But we like the second we were all off school, our manager was like, "Come on, come in. We have t- we have twenty five workers at Blaze, like in all, and every single person was scheduled that day because they were like, "We need all of you." Did they? So you? I'm not looking for the actual number, but were they like, "Guys, we made." X amount, like, did you guys, like, blow it up? Oh, yeah. And it's crazy because we made, like, 10 times more on that day than a regular day, and that's with pizza being $3. You see what I mean? Yes. So it's like... Oh, not 10 times more pizzas. You made 10 times, like, more money, Mm -hmm. and it... Oh, my god! And we made more than on, like, a regular day selling them for usually, like, 10 or 12 bucks. Dude. So it was crazy. What is one thing at Blaze if you're like, don't get that? I would say the salad. It oh, one hundred percent. Your salads kind of just look weak. <laughs> the salads are so bad. The lettuce is like <laughs> soggy all the time, and also our dessert's not the best. I think like our s'more pie, that thing is good. Brownies, not that great. Everything looks like it was made a week and a half ago, and it's in that little case, and it looks like. Mm, I know you guys probably also didn't make this here. You thought it I out. Will not, and it came I will frozen. not disclose that information. Yeah, However, I'm not an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> However, yeah. you're not quite that far off <laughs> uh no thanks but the s'mores pie thing is good the s'more pie is good because we heat it up in the oven right before oh, we that's, give it to you you put it in that like the pizza oven oh that's pretty sweet yeah it's in re- it like all melts it's real good that kind of sounds good mm-hmm. all right uh, and you've been at blaze for how long like a year and a half you love it i really do you, you so you told me so segue perfect segue you went to motion retreat and you told me, you said, this was the first Friday I haven't worked in... In a year and a half, <laughs> like a year. That's insane. Yeah. Since Dude, I'm so glad that you did that. Yeah. I, I bet that felt weird. 
it was super weird, but like, and I love where I work and I, I'm a social person. I like being busy, but it was really great to just like have that weekend to just unplug from that, unplug from my life at home and just be really in God's presence. Yeah. You just change it up. Yeah. How was motion retreat for you? It was a blast. I was kind of like, I haven't been in a while. I've been going to motion well, like the retreat since it started like a long time ago. And it was so cool to go back and just remember how when I was in sixth grade going, (laughs) how much it hasn't changed at all, by the way. It's literally always looked like that and felt like that. But this year was just so incredible for me because no service, no work, kind of getting to plug in with different people and just experience God. It was an amazing weekend. Like it was incredible. And this was your senior retreat. Like this was your last one. I was so emotional. I mean, you saw me. I was like a wreck crying because Watermarks Camp has been where I was since youth group basically started. Yeah, you were a sixth grader when we took our first retreat in 2016, just like a little tater tot. (laughs) And it was just amazing. And then, yeah, we haven't been the past two years. And then, bam, your senior year. And I'm just like, whoa, that's really interesting to me because I've seen a lot of kids graduate and come through the whole program and everything. But then being like, oh, you started when we started this and then you just wrapped up on this one. And it's like, wow, it's been that long. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Well, and it's crazy to see how God works is because when we first went, there's what maybe. Yeah, we took we took 46 kids the first time you went. 46. And now what is it? 170? Yeah, we took 169 this year. Yeah. It's crazy. Which is wild. And I'm like really proud of you and really great to see how God has moved and just bringing that many more people. It's just incredible. What was wild is that we took, I just looked at this yesterday. I think we took 159 or 158 the last time we went and that was all middle and high school. Mm. And so this one was just Just high high school. school and we took 169. So just to think of like, whoa, that's crazy. Like the the difference and the numbers and the growth we've had. Yeah. It was just a really powerful weekend. For sure. It was really cool. I know Scott's Edition is going at the end of the month. They leave in like two weeks or so. So it was really cool to have Pastor Nate and uh, Brittany come up, see how it went, see what it looked like. And then he's going to just do the same uh, retreat, the same theme, some of the same stuff. It'll just be really cool for those students because they haven't gone in a while either. So yeah. it's just going to be an awesome season of retreat for our church and students like coming alive. I'm it's 100%. really cool. Super exciting. Man, well, thanks again for being here today. Uh, as you know, right, we uh, we just had an incredible motion night like a week ago. Um, we're talking about all things love, dating, sex, relationships this month. And that's what we're covering today. Um, by the way, if you haven't listened, check it out on YouTube. Uh, you can go to youtube.com slash chapel students midlow. And last week's motion night is live on there right now. But... I wanted to have you on today, uh, and again, thank you so much for agreeing to this, uh, because you have some experience as an upperclassman having been in a fairly serious relationship a while ago, and I thought it'd be beneficial for students, both guys and girls, uh, to learn from you and hear how that went and what that was like for you. Um, Because, you know, uh, since it was like, you know, a while ago that you were in that relationship. I know that the Lord has revealed some truth to you and some things to you that maybe you didn't see before, or maybe you can see now more clearly. And you've shared some of that with me, right? You and I met for coffee like three weeks, a month ago. Uh, And I know students would be challenged and blessed to hear some of that. Because when I was sitting with you, I was like, people need to hear this. Like people would just grow tremendously having learned from your experience. Yeah. 
So thanks for coming to of do course. that today. I felt like um, maybe we would just kick things off by maybe just starting off by asking about that relationship. Like, um, you don't need to say any names or anything, right. but how long did that relationship last? Like, how old were you? What grade were you in? Like, put us back where you were when that happened. I was 16, and we dated for about, like, six or seven months. But we had kind of, like, you know, the, the little talking stage. Like, we had our little talking stage for a while. So yep. I'd say in all probably about a year and it was a pretty serious relationship. I really felt that I loved him and everything was good for a while. And then um, it just kind of got hard. It kind of, we started fighting. He kind of changed and um, he broke up with me and I was like devastated, you know. Sure. I mean, I really thought that he was, was going to marry. Is this your first relationship? Yes. It okay. was my first like real serious relationship. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I thought that that was it. I was like, this is the one. I got so comfortable with him and with everything and the idea of him and his family and all that stuff. And then just like super, super randomly, super out of the blue, just it ended. Okay. You didn't see it coming? No. And it was kind of like green light, green light, green light. And then I I don't know where it was just bam, red light. It was like a a week. I kind of did know like the week leading up, just Mm -hmm. things randomly changed super fast. Sure. And I was like, whoa, what's this? And then just like, but I never expected it to happen. Right. And then it did. Mm. And I was just like in such a state of shock and disbelief. And I just felt super alone. And I was like, Mm. I felt unloved. I felt... Just so many different emotions, and like it was really, really hard. I mean, anybody who's experienced a breakup understands, especially when like you're not the person who broke up with them. You question yourself and what you did, and all that stuff. Did you feel like? Uh, I don't think I asked you this before, so this might this is coming out of the blue. Did you feel like you like at this point now, looking back, do you feel like you built your identity up? in this guy, in this, in the security of this relationship, uh, because it was your first one and you're just like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, this Mm -hmm. is my whole life. Or did you, were you like, no, I was still, uh, you know, my own person. I was still confident in myself. It wasn't like a, my whole identity, my life is built on, like, what was that like for you? It was definitely, I did like put my identity in him and he was like everything to me. And I think, um, one of the things God revealed to me is that I was making him my God. Like, I was idolizing him, telling other people more about him than Jesus. I was spending more time with him than Jesus. I was really just loving him more. And um, when I got broken up with and I was just miserable and I was like, I remember one night I was just crying in my bed and I was like, God, why, why, why did this happen? And he just like put on my heart. He was like, this is the first time you're talking to me in a really long time. Wow, dude. And it's because this breakup happened that you're talking to me. And that made me realize, wow, I've really distanced myself from God. And I've really just been focusing on this relationship and not my relationship with God. And he also, I mean, wasn't maybe the best Christian guy. And I thought I could change him. But something I've also learned is when you think you can change somebody, you're actually only opening the door to like allow them to change you and what you believe in. And so I think that some of my my views changed and some of my opinions and how I used to be changed to adjust to how he believed mm. when I should have been in the root of what God tells me and what I should believe. So, so what you just said makes so much sense because it really, like you can hear me say it from stage all the time. You can hear your parents say it all the time, but 
it's finding our identity in Christ alone has to be where we start really anything. Because yeah. if you uh, if you don't, then the next cool thing, the next thing that grabs your attention or that you experience can just totally sway who you are or make you doubt who you are or make you question yourself or what you know to be true because then you're just like, oh, like I just bend to anything instead of just knowing like no matter what, this is who I am at the core. Yeah. And especially I see that happen all the time with first relationships, Mm. especially where it's like people just get so caught up in the excitement, in the emotion, in the rush of it all. And then they just forget. It's like everything goes out the window. Everything they knew, they learned that they believed that they were beforehand now is just like just gone and it's that the the thrill of the whole relationship causes all that to go out the window yeah and when you make like especially in first relationships i think everybody does tend to idolize them and maybe make them our god like i was saying but you'll never be satisfied with your partner if you do make them your God. So you're always going to feel like they're not maybe doing enough or you're always going to feel a little bit like maybe you're not loved enough. Maybe they could do better. But it's I feel like that's only if you don't have God at the center of your relationship because they can't fill that void that only like Jesus can. Mm. How did you learn? How did you figure all that out? So you felt like God like spoke to you and was like, hey, where where you been? Yeah. Um, he was just like, You know, sometimes in that moment of desperation, I've always said desperation, God loves desperation because in that I feel like we turn to him and we find him. And so I was kind of at that point where I also kind of pushed people away for him. I felt like I didn't have a community. I didn't have many people to turn to at that time. Did you? And then you pushed it away or, or did you not beforehand? And then you still didn't? No, I did push good people away. I pushed my friends away. Even my family was like, "Mm," and I just didn't listen. And so I felt very alone and misunderstood. And so kind of in that moment, all I felt that I had was Jesus. And so I remember just like, sitting there praying and being like, okay, God, what do you want to reveal to me? And the crazy thing is, I just remember feeling this like really weird, just like peace just come over me. The second I like surrendered, I was like, all right, I understand. I see that you took this person away from me. What are you trying to show me? And as soon as I had that just like humble, willing spirit, like, what do you want to show me? I just felt this peace and it just motivated me. And I'm not going to say it was easy. It was hard. I bet it was hard. So hard. Um, But I just like started to really pray and read my Bible and just get into God's word. And I started to feel this peace and the satisfaction that I never had felt in my relationship before. Wow. That's really, man, that's really big. I think, um, I think sometimes uh, students might be afraid to admit that they've done that. I think, like you just said, I bet like when your parents or friends were like, mm. your whole life or your whole identity is in this person. No, it's not. I'm fi-. You don't understand. Like you said, people misunderstood me. I felt misunderstood. I felt confused. And you're like, I, I think sometimes we forget. We take, we're unwilling to listen to outside counsel because we feel like either the outside counsel is incorrect, telling us things we don't want to hear mm. or you know, not with it or they just don't get it or they're jealous or whatever. But sometimes those people are really speaking truth and they're the ones who've been there for so long. Like we're just sometimes unwilling to listen to that. And then we end up putting ourselves through things that 
we could have avoided or like a sidestepped a little bit had we just listened to them. That's hard. Yeah. That's a really hard lesson. Like I feel like we all go through something like that at some point, relationship or not. It could be like you shouldn't take that job or you shouldn't buy that car. No, you don't understand. And it's like, no, you you shouldn't do that. And then we yeah. just don't listen and then we pay for it later. Yeah. I think that it's hard to listen to other people's opinion because we're like we have this shield of perfection about that person. And so therefore we make excuses for certain things that shouldn't be. We don't see them in like the full clarity of who they are. And so that's why I think it's super important to listen to people around you and like your parents and your friends and be like, hey, what do you think of this person? What do you think of how they do this and stuff like that? It's super important Obviously, what you think about them is important, but also what other people think, because sometimes you don't see certain things about them that other people will notice better. So you wouldn't have done that then. Right. Correct? Like, Correct. did you do that? No, I didn't. People told me and I was like, it's fine. It's whatever. But you you're, wrong. S- <laughs> you're wrong. You're wrong. You're <laughs> wrong. But would you would say that now. Hey, listen, girl out there, guy out there, listen to these people. Yeah. Yeah, because they're saying it out of love. Like, sometimes I'd view it as an attack, and that's just not true. They want the best for you. They want you to benefit. They want you to be with somebody that is going to love you right. And so if they're like, hey, this person, he's doing this, that's not like, a oh, you're attacking him, blah, blah, blah. It's, hey, we love you. We want the best for you. And here's something that maybe you're overlooking that's important. Especially when it comes to parents. Because parents, I feel like teenagers are like, ugh, my parents are out to ruin my life. But at the end of the day, your parent, like your parents are, is a very <laughs> yeah. unique situation yeah. where they stuck around and they got married and they met in high school. Yep. But oftentimes, that's not the case. And so like the people who aren't leaving, the people who will always be around are your parents, yep. is your family. So, like, their opinion of what's going on and what you're doing and what you're getting involved in, like, really does matter. And if we're able to take off the, you're just on my case, you don't want me to be happy, blah, 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 instead of being like, I need to value this opinion because at the end of the day, my family's not going anywhere. Like, they matter, and I want this relationship to work, meaning me and my parents. And if they're telling me wisdom or they're telling me, things that I might not want to hear, it might not be their problem. It might be mine. Yeah. And I think the people around you also know you well. And so they can see how your attitude is maybe adjusting. So I remember one of my best friends is like, I feel like you're changing in this way ever since you started dating this person. And that's like something you don't notice, but the people you're around is who you start to act like and who you start to become. And so when other people around you are noticing a change in you, that's also something that you want to hear. And it might not sound nice to hear, but again, that's just another honesty thing of them being like, hey, I see you changing in this way. Now that's so good because I feel like especially, I feel like especially with girls, um, and you can tell me if I'm wrong because I could very well be. Um, oftentimes I know when got when I think this is true for guys too, but when, uh, a girl might be saying, Hey, this guy's doing this. Girls can feel like you're just like, you might be jealous Mm, or you might, or maybe they, maybe you think that they like him too and they don't want it to work out for you. Like, Mm. did that go through your mind at all? Was that like a thing? Like I know with guys too, guys might be like, you don't want, you just like her. Like, I guess it's across the board. So it's not just a girl thing, but you could very well be like, you're just jealous or you just don't want it to work out for me. Or like, 
you just don't want me to be happy. Like, do you hear that even if that was something that you went through or do you hear that in school, girls doing that? Like, how can you tell yourself, no, this person's look really looking out for me. They're not just trying to sabotage me. Yeah. I think there's definitely a difference between real friends and fake friends. I think there are genuinely some friends that do want the best for you, obviously, and are telling you this stuff. And then there are some people that like to sabotage relationships, but you have to like know the person well enough to know, hey, they're actually trying to help me. And at the time, I didn't really, I didn't know. I just, I just felt, I felt like it was just an attack or they were jealous or they didn't want me happy. Or I also felt like I was pushing my friends away to spend time with him. So I was like, well, maybe you just are jealous because I'm spending my time with him. Like, you don't actually care. Um, you see that all the time. Yes. You see people just being like, are you hanging out with what's the name? What's your friend's name? And they're like, no, I'm always with this person. You just dis- you just distance yourself from that friendship and only hang out with the guy or the girl. Yeah. And I think that... That's a red flag to me. Yes, 100%. And that's another thing that I've grown a lot. Like, when I was with that person, that's the literal only person I spent time with. I pushed my best friends away. I pushed my family away. Like, my whole life, every free moment I had was with that person. And I think whoever you're dating or with, that's super important to spend quality time together and grow together. Um, But you also can't neglect your other relationships with people. That's exactly right. You just, you can't be mad at your friends for being mad that you're not spending time with them. That's a valid thing for them to be upset about. It's not an attack on you. Now, here we are in the, this is in the past. Now, what about those friendships? Have they been mended? Have they been repaired? What did it look like for you to come back to them and be like, hey, sorry, you're right. You were right. I was wrong. (laughs) Like what, how'd that go? It was a really like humbling, like I had to let my pride down for that because I used to defend that person so much. And then they were all kind of like, they luckily they weren't like, I told you so. Like a lot of them were really sweet and were like, that's great. They saw like just how heartbroken I was. And um, some of those friendships I did never mend. But then like all of the like the real people that were really looking out for me did and they still love me and encourage me to this day and now it's funny like some of them are in relationships and I like I like say something and I'm like remember what you told me when I was with what's his face like this is kind of happening there and it's kind of fun because not fun but I can it's, yeah, a, I know. it's a great it's time not, <laughs> it's not fun but it's like we. it's a jolly good time <laughs> to just rag on each other and the things we're doing wrong <laughs> But you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I can be like, hey, remember how you did this for me? I'm going to do this for you. Yeah, what a blast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's so, it's the most fun. (laughs) Um, What would, what have you learned? What are things that you've learned? Relationship advice from Hallie Samuel. Like, what would you tell someone who's like head over heels for some guy, head Mm -hmm. over heels for some girl, about to jump in and do this? Like, What would you tell your past self? And by doing so, you're helping a student who's listening to this. Mm. Um, First of all, I would definitely look at how they live and how they treat people. I'm a firm believer in being friends before you start dating someone. I think that's so important. Come on. To see how they interact with people. How do they interact with their parents? How do they talk to other people? Even what do their exes say? What a, like, obviously people twist things up, but if like multiple people are saying like kind of weird things, maybe you should be like, hmm, let's look at that. Um, 
you it's also really true. you also want to look at how they love God because if they don't know how to love God, they're not going to know how to love you. Oh my gosh! Say it again. <laughs> if they don't love God, they're not going to know how to love you. Oh, and man. so that again, that's just a big thing I've learned is like if they don't, if you have to get through Jesus to get to them, that's how it should be. Um, and it's more than just that person loving the idea of God. Mm, hey, yeah. would you go to church? If like I like going to church, yeah, sure, because like. That's not it. They're going to do whatever they can do to keep you around. Yeah. Do they already have these life skills, these life habits, these spiritual disciplines in place without you? Yeah. That's a big thing. Huge. I think people get into unequally yoked relationships a lot, especially in this generation. They're like, oh, he comes to church with me or, oh, I can change him. But like I was saying earlier, you're just giving them an opportunity to change you and you want to build in a relationship together. You want to have an individual relationship with God that you're working on together. You don't want to be there like pastor and girlfriend. Like you yep. want, you want them to have a relationship that pushes you to get closer Pre-established. to God. Pre-established. Yeah, yes. that's right. Mm. If, if they don't push you closer to God. And They're they pulling push, you away. Yeah, yeah, Exactly. I didn't mean to finish that, but no, I, you you just, totally did. Just so right, <laughs> yeah, you totally did finish it, you jerk. <laughs> yeah, I, if they're not pushing you closer to the Lord, then they're potentially pulling you away from Him, and that's a dangerous place. And you yeah. can have the blinders of like, but I love Him, mm-hmm. or like, but He's so nice to me, or He loves me. It's like that very well may be true. Like you very well may have loved this guy, like you said you did. Yeah. But at the same time, there are like things that should be in place. Uh, it's kind of like bowling, like the bumpers should be like up and the bumpers represent whatever things. And it's like, man, if those things aren't in place, it's going in the gutter every single time. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think a lot of people stay in kind of toxic relationships and stuff like that because they feel like they don't have anything to turn to. Like, yeah, he maybe doesn't treat me the best, but he's all I have, like stuff like that. And it's like, you don't deserve to be with somebody who makes you feel unloved. And so even if like, you're like, oh, he's all I have. I don't have anything else. I feel like it's so, it's much easier said than done. But if you were to just let go and just pray and see how much more peaceful, like there will be pain, but like me, like a year and whatever later, I'm at more peace than I have been in my entire life. I have built more bonds, had more friendships, more opportunities. I got a job. I got a car. I got so many things that I prayed for when I just let go and gave it to God. Dude, that'll preach right there. That's so good. What else would you say to like a girl who's listening to this being like, maybe there, maybe there's a girl, a junior, uh, a sophomore, freshman, middle schooler who's in your shoes Mm -hmm. and was like, and like is head over heels for some guy. What would you tell her? I would say also, I feel like there's no rush. We are so young. I think high school, there's a lot of pressure to find someone and date and like everyone's like in relationships, but there is literally you are a kid. Like, I'm a kid. I'm 18, but, like, I'm a kid. There's no rush to, like, be like, I need to find a boyfriend. I have to find someone. I think that when you're not looking for someone and when you're just, like, living your life and working on yourself and praying to God, God will bring you to your person when it's his perfect timing. So I think one of those things is just slow down and don't be, like, looking and searching and, like, rushing into a relationship when God has your husband, your wife, he has who he created for you out there and you can rest in his perfect plan and his perfect timing. That's something that I rest in is like, God has the perfect plan for my life. So I'm not going to rush and go try to find someone. Just rest in that first of all. Um, and Come on. An, yeah. <laughs> um, it's and, really good. 
That's really good because, like, you just sorry, I interrupted you. That there is just a pressure to be like, everyone else is doing this. I should do this. Or, like, everyone else is doing this. Why am I not? Is there something wrong with me? Like, and then people settle because they'll be like, I should just be with a guy. Here's a guy. He says he likes me or he's cute. So let's just go for it. And it's like, that ain't it. Like, that's not the right way to go about it. Absolutely. Yeah. People definitely will settle for things that are less than maybe what are good for them or what they deserve because of the fear of being lonely and being alone. Mm. And that's that's another thing I did. I settled as well. And I think that there's really just there isn't a rush because God has someone out there for you. And I just like I said, just I know it's easy to like see a worldly guy and you can like him. It's natural. Like you're not going to only like Christians or like super godly people. Like if you have feelings for like some kid in your class that maybe not a freshman or maybe not a Christian, like that's not a sin. That's not a terrible thing. But he's not going to lead you in your walk with God. He's not going to know how to love you properly and it's going to become, it's going to, they're going to end up changing you for the negative when you really should be working together Let's to go. go towards God, towards the positive. Let's go. That's exactly right. Oh my gosh. You guys, you should just be in here and see how I'm not telling her or having any of this written down. This is all just coming from her mind. This is exactly why I brought her on today because there's so much wisdom in this. There's so much truth to this. What would you say to someone who's maybe like having a hard time listening to their parents, their, the wisdom, maybe the love, the, the imploring from a parent to do something or think about this or consider this. And some mm-hmm. girl or guys being like, no, whatever, like buzz off. Like, what would you say to people like who are kind of in it with their parents right now? Like you were Yeah. like, what would you tell them? I get the whole, like, you know, they're my parents, whatever they, I think a big stereotype or like thing you feel is they don't know the person like I do, or they don't know our relationship. Like I do. Um, that's another thing I was like, it was, they would like list something that might be that I need to work on, or that's a red flag. And I would be like, well, you don't know this person like I do. Um, but they know you, they're your parents. They know what's best for you. And I think that might sound like cliche and everyone says that, and you may not feel loved by your parents. I know some people maybe don't have the best relationship with their parents, Mm. but at the end of the day, I think every parent wants the best for their kid. And if they're telling you maybe something that doesn't feel right or they are seeing a change in you, then I think there is wisdom in listening to that. Because you also don't want to end up like I think dating for marriage is 100 percent like that's that's what you should be doing. And you don't want to marry a person that your parents don't like and don't approve of and that don't like you want to be blessed by your parents and have kids and then be your grandkids and like all that stuff. You want your parents blessing. And so I know that it's like could be hard and be like, maybe they don't know what the situation is. But like looking back now, my parents were right. And a lot of the times I think we don't want to admit it, but parents are right about people a lot, whether it be relationships, friendships. They're like, oh, I don't like that girl. And you're like, whatever, whatever. A few months down the road, they were right. And I think it's hard to listen to them because, again, we live with them. Their parents. What do they know? Right. But or like you, you haven't, you know, this was, it's not the same as it was when you were a kid. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's always something too. Like you just don't understand anymore. Like you're so outdated kind of thing. For sure. Yeah. That goes even back to what I was saying where it's like, uh, like our parents, like everyone else around us might move on or disappear or be in our life for a season, but our parents are in our life for the long haul. Yep. So like you just said, you want your parents input. You want your parents blessing. You yep. want their favor because... Their opinion should matter more than most because they're like 
they like they love you so yeah. much more than you probably even just realize. And if they don't like your significant other, they have a reason. Like it's not just like maybe you brought them over to the house and they didn't say hi to them. They weren't respectful. They notice stuff like that. So it's not just parents being like, oh, I don't like them. They're like, hey, we've seen him. We met him. We talked to him. These are some things we picked up. This was a little disrespectful. He kept you past your career for you. That was like they're looking out for you because the thing is what they do now is not going to change in 10 years. So who you want to marry, like if you're that's what I look at. I'm like, if I were to marry this person right now, the way they're acting, would I be satisfied? Mm. And so I think that your parents notice character a little bit more also because they're older and they understand and they've been where they were. How will your next relationship be different than this relationship? I definitely will not put my identity in that person. Um, and I want someone who pursues God like I pursue God. And yeah, yeah. Mm. Do you feel like, uh, do you have any, um, I don't know if you came in with any notes today or anything that you had been thinking about beforehand that you were just like, oh, I want to make sure I tell students this, like at the end of it all, uh, if you don't hear any of, if you don't hear anything I said, make sure you hear this. Like, was there anything that as you were preparing for today, I want to give you an opportunity to say, oh, this, this or that. Like, if there's anything on your mind that like, while you've got the mic, while you're here, while you've got an audience listening, what would you say? Um, I would say even if you're in a hard time right now, it doesn't even have to be relationship related. Um, God knows what we need better than we do. And I'm so happy. I've told KJ this quote before, but I'm so happy that I ended up with what I needed and not what I thought I needed, what God knew I needed. And so he took me out of that relationship. He made me uncomfortable. He moved stuff around in my life. And looking a year later, I'm convinced that that breakup was like one of the best things to happen to me in my character and my relationship with my family and stuff like that. And so you may feel like you're suffering right now, but like there's a verse in the Bible that's like, you may not know now what I'm doing, but later you'll understand. And I think that everybody's going to go through a hard time in life, whether it be relationship related or not. And God is going to use it for his glory. If you keep pursuing him and listening to him. Hmm. Um, something you just said too uh, made me think of this. <coughs> Excuse me. What would you tell? Imagine there's a girl who's in the middle of a breakup right now, for whatever reason, or a guy. But I, I mean, you can just really speak yeah. to girls yeah, specifically because yeah. you are one. What would you tell a girl who's in the middle of a breakup? Like, what advice would you give her? I would say really lean into Jesus. Um, and I know that's cliche and whatever I've been saying that the whole time, but I'm so serious. If you genuinely, what I did is kind of, I think it's really helpful to write. I think writing is so, there's power in that. Actually writing your feelings down um, and giving them to God and praying like that. I also would say to surround yourself with good, genuine people. I think a lot of people too, when they get, go through breakups, get in rebound relationships because they hate that like feeling of being lonely and they try to rebound and find someone else and distract themselves. Um, and like maybe work a ton and try to like not process their emotions, but it's okay to let yourself feel because you can't feel what you, you can't heal what you don't let yourself feel. Oh my gosh. Say it again. <laughs> you, <laughs> you can't heal what you don't let yourself feel. I'm telling you that's so and good. So, There's so much truth to that. Yes. If you don't acknowledge it, then you can't do anything about no. it. No. And you're just prolonging your healing process. The more you keep distracting yourself and going to other people 
relationships. And it doesn't even have to be a rebound. I'm talking like you start going to parties or you start texting other people and blah, blah, blah. And that's just not healthy. It's I think a lot of the times you're trying to get back at your ex and be like, I'm happy without you, whatever. But it's okay to be upset. That was a person that was in your life for so long that you cared about. And it's okay to let yourself feel those emotions. Otherwise, you're just prolonging the inevitable because eventually you're going to feel all that hurt. You know, I was in a relationship, by the way, that is like so good. (laughs) I was in a relationship in high school. When it didn't work out, I went to one of my youth leaders and I was like, what a waste of time. Mm. Like what a waste of time. And my youth leader said something I'll never forget. He said, did you learn something? Yeah. I was like, well, I mean, yeah, but and he's like, no, no, no. Then it wasn't a waste of time. If you learned something, if God can teach you something through it, if, if there's a lesson in there, then it's not a waste of time. I think it's really easy for people to just be like, well, that there's a year and a half I can't get mm. back, or there's a year that I did everything right. We were friends first. Check. They love Jesus. Check. Mm. My parents were kind of okay. Check. We didn't like get too physical. Check. Like, why didn't this work? Like, what a waste of time. Like, I put, I invested so much of myself into this, Mm. and now the, you know, now I'm getting zero out, and now I'm just miserable and I'm awful. Yeah. You either are learning things now, or the Lord will reveal things in time. Absolutely. And that will only make you, that'll only draw you closer to him. That'll only um, refine you and like almost like sand you, like sand the rough parts of you, like to make more smooth. That's only going to show you, sharpen your character for the next person. That's only going to reveal the Lord's goodness to you or like Mm. his provision or protection. It's, it's, it's not a waste of time. And in this whole thing, Hallie, you have not once said like, well, we did that and that sucked like and yeah. then it didn't turn out and like I just regret doing it. You're still no. like No, I'm I'm actually thankful for it and yeah. now like I can move on from it. I'm I'm over it and I can like see where the Lord yeah. has been good to me, see where the Lord was dear to me, near to me. Yeah. Healing is healing me and making me more whole, not even just for another guy, yeah. for him and yes. for myself. And if another guy comes along, great. But if not, like at least like the Lord has gotten my attention and like is refining yeah. me, making me more after making me more of a woman after his own heart. Yes, absolutely. And I always say my biggest heartbreak became like my biggest blessing. And oh gosh, you guys. <laughs> and so good. um and it's funny because, like, I feel like I'm living out the prayer that I prayed that year and a half ago or whatever. I prayed that I would be happy. I prayed that I'd be closer to God, that I'd be closer to my family. And all that has been answered, maybe not in the time frame that I wanted it to, maybe not in the way that I wanted to, but just looking how my biggest heartbreak, God turned it into something beautiful. And now I'm able to, like, do what I'm doing now and relate to people. I understand the pain. Trust me, it hurts so much. You feel so alone. But I promise you, it's going to get better. You can't just live in the moment and say that this is the rest of your life because it's such a small portion of what your life is going to be like. And you just have to turn to Jesus and say, hey, I'm hurt. I have nothing what do you want to do? What do you want to change in my life? And I'm promising you that he will change you and he will take it and he will use it for his glory. Come on. You know, and the cool thing is Jesus understands our pain, mm-hmm. right? He entered into humanity 
knows what it's like to lose a friend, knows what it's like to be abandoned, knows what it's like to be deserted, knows what it's like to be misunderstood, knows what it's like to be alone. No, like, like the father separated himself, like, uh, like separated himself from Jesus. And yeah. he's like, why have you forsaken me so that we aren't abandoned? Like how good is Jesus yeah. that like he endured that for us so that we would never feel that abandonment. And like, sometimes I feel like it's like, God doesn't understand or like, why would God allow? And it's like, man, the great thing is we don't have a high priest who's unable to sympathize with us in our weakness, but we have one um, who was tempted in every way yet was without sin. But like, this isn't a temptation thing, but it's still just Jesus was human. He was a teenager. He went through emotions and yeah, Jesus was also single. Yeah. So Jesus understands singleness like better than we do. And we can learn from his example of how to be single well, how to be single in an honoring God way. How can we... Uh, treat people of the opposite gender? Like how can we uh, honor our parents? Like there's so much you can learn from the character and example and person of Jesus because he modeled all of that perfectly for us. And he wants that Jesus, single Jesus, hurting Jesus, abandoned Jesus, neglected Jesus, uh, betrayed Jesus, misunderstood Mm -hmm. Jesus wants to meet with you in those seasons when you also feel that way. Because, and then you'll understand him and his character and his love for you in such a different way when you realize, like, he's also felt this way. Yeah. He's gone through something similar to this. So he knows how I feel so I can trust what he says now. Absolutely. It's not like he doesn't get it. He totally does. Yeah. And I get how it's easy to run away. I think I thought that there was a lot of guilt for me kind of coming back to God, like tail between my legs, like, oh, come on. I, I'm so sorry. I've been running from you. And you get like that, just that guilt. And sometimes that drives you away. You like start to pray and you're like, I can't, I can't. God's mad at me. God's judging me. Yeah. But he sent his son to die for you, knowing you were going to make those mistakes. Yeah. And he still died for you. He would die for you, even if you're the only person in the world. And so... I think it's super easy to like be super guilty, but God sees you like the prodigal son with I was just arms, say that thing. With arms wide open and yeah, he loves running, you running, running for, you. for you. And he, and like, don't be afraid like to fall on your face, cry. He knows your heart. He knows how you feel. You don't have to be like a super, I think another stereotype is like, you have to be super like, sorry, at the end of the bed, like, dear Jesus, please forgive me. Like no cry and be like, God, I'm devastated. Help me, help me. And he will reveal himself to you. If you draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. So I think it's so easy to be feeling so guilty because you have been running away. You have been sinning. But once you admit that to God, he sent your son knowing that you were going to commit sins. Jesus would not have come to this world if he knew that we weren't going to sin. And so, yeah. What you're saying, too, is what you see in Scripture. You look in the Psalms and David is like, it's basically just like a sneak peek at his journal. He's just like, God, my enemies, kill them. Like, I'm miserable. I'm having the worst day ever. Where did you go? I feel abandoned. I feel in despair. Like, my teeth are melting. Like, I I don't don't know if he says that, but (laughs) he's like, everything is just absolutely the world fell out from under me. Where are you? Or like the world fell out from under me, but I'm going to trust you. And it's like, man, David, like someone who really dropped the ball a lot, but also like loved the Lord. Yeah. We have such an example from his life to be able to say, I can do that same thing. Yeah. And I know that that same God is going to meet with me. Yeah. Because we have to walk by faith, not by feeling. We have to walk in what God says, not sometimes doesn't feel right or we feel miserable, but you know, got to walk by faith. Hallie, 
closing closing thoughts, final thoughts, anything last that you want to say, final words. I want to say if you're going through a breakup or if you feel alone or if you feel like nobody loves you or that God's mad at you, God loves you so much more than you can even imagine, so much more than that guy could ever love you, so much more than even your parents can love you. God has such an unconditional love and passion for you. And so when you feel the most alone, know that the God of the universe is on your side and loves you with all of his heart and just rest in that he has the perfect plan for you. Hallie, thank you so much for being here today. This is a gift. This is an absolute gift. Honestly, this has been so much fun and something I know students are going to apply to their lives like immediately. I don't know how you could listen to this and not be like, I took notes. Like, I feel like everyone listening is just scribbling, like running out of ink. Uh, thanks for being here and being so vulnerable with us. I can tell you, uh, not just because your dad is our pastor, right? Yeah. But please hear me. You are always welcome here uh, on the podcast. Yeah. But like at Chapel Students, you are family. Like yeah. you are such a part of what makes this community so great. And I am beyond proud of you and I cannot wait to see what God does in your life and Emma Celia and I are just huge fans Mm -hmm. and we're in it for the long haul we're in it to see what God does in you and I'm just so excited to be like I knew her I knew her (laughs) when she was in sixth grade a tater tot on the retreat and look at what he's done in you and what he's doing and where he's taking you and where you're going that's just so exciting to me Absolutely. I love you guys. And it's been amazing to be part of Chapel Students for all this time. And I'm so excited to see where God is going to take me. Thanks for sharing all your wisdom and being so like open, honest with everybody today. I know everyone's really blessed by that. And thank you for listening today. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Instagram. You can follow us at chapelstudents.midlow or if you're downtown, at chapelstudents.sa. Hey, you guys, good luck with your March Madness brackets. This is the first year I forgot to do one. And we'll see you at a house party or a small group near you real soon. Have a great day. Bye. Bye, Chapel.